This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back to the Now News Panel on AMI-tv. I'm Alex Smythe, joined by Michelle McQuig and Elizabeth Moeller. Okay, one last topic to explore is the online marketplace, specifically with regards to independent businesses. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business is requesting the federal government address concerns over Amazon's dominance within the e-commerce space. The CFIB is suggesting the government make changes to the Competition Act. This follows the move by Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland to put forth an amendment in September to give the Competition Bureau more power. Okay, so there's a ton to explore in this topic, Michelle. Now, this one was your topic that you put forth this week. Why did this one catch your eye? <laughs> Amazon, Amazon elicits big feelings in a lot of people, myself ex- included. Um, so this this struck me as interesting on its face. It's a, it's an interesting issue. Is Amazon too dominant? I think we could probably say yeah, probably. Um, but most of us use it anyway, still. Um, so that they're like it, right on its own, it's an interesting question. But it's the subtext, Alex, that you kind of alluded to there that that really makes this extra interesting uh, on two fronts. A, we've seen, we've talked at some length on this panel, we've seen a lot of news coverage this year about limited competition in Canada on a number of industries. The Competition Bureau put out a report not long ago that was actually quite interesting in breaking it down by industry. Um, And on the other hand, we have the government trying to regulate big tech. We've seen that in a couple of different avenues uh, this year. We've We've seen them that try to do that through the Online Streaming Act, the final draft of which came out this week. And of course, most notably, the Online News Act, when they're trying to get people like Google and Meta to start paying in to to support Canadian journalism, which led, of course, to news no longer being shared on Facebook. So here we have the government uh, potentially taking on another target in a space where it has not historically enjoyed a whole lot of success. On the other hand, though, you do have that kind of demand and that push for broader competition and change here. So Amazon lies right at the intersection of these very interesting issues. And is, of course, it is in a way that really affects people because Amazon is this popular for a reason. Everyone uses it. Absolutely. Now, Elizabeth, do you feel like the CFIB is raising a valid point here? Absolutely. Um, you know, let's let's take Amazon for what it is. It's it's there for convenience, it's there for accessibility. Um, you know, it's there at the drop of a button or the the speak of a command to get what you want. But absolutely, uh, I have a, a number of um, colleagues that that have small businesses and actually can't get on Amazon either because it's yeah. too expensive to get on Marketplace. The bureaucracy to get on Marketplace is really difficult. Um, and then when they get on Marketplace, they're not turning enough of a profit. Um, or their products are being pushed so far down that people aren't seeing them. Um, So there's all kinds of issues there. And and I think what's really important here is to think about the fabric of community and and small businesses are the fabric of our communities and the people in those communities. And so when we think about those businesses not being able to to maintain uh, or to grow, and we have seen a a decline in that, um, we look to people or we look to companies like Amazon and say, 
say, okay, well, what's going on here? And there's a real ethical question, right, about um, how do we support small business owners and can they get ahead in, in this climate on Amazon? And, and it's looking like they can't. And now, Michelle, you laid out uh, in your last answer really uh, well how the government has gone up and, and had these fights with all different industries over the past year. Do you think it is worth adding Amazon to that list of the big tech, the grocery <laughs> giants, everybody else the government has it's, been fighting with? It's a lot. And it's and, and he, Amazon has deep, deep pockets to go mm -hmm. with their big, big balance sheet. Um, so I, hard to, I, I, you know, hard to say whether it's worthwhile or not, but certainly the, the CFIB is raising a really valid issue. It, it's well established. We all know small businesses can't compete. That's why we see a, a push in movements to kind of counteract Black Friday, for instance, mm -hmm. uh, with various you know small business appreciation days and sending your love to them. And I do know I do know some people who actively do everything possible to avoid using Amazon and do try to give that kind of support. But the lure of of convenience really is a mm -hmm. thing for most people, mm -hmm. and uh, and the marketplace logistics. Elizabeth, I'm really glad you raised that. I don't have as much familiarity with that, but. It's interesting to hear about those kinds of barriers. And yes, that is something that a government theoretically could try to take on. So um, if we're talking, you know, if you take the view that the economy is the government's number one priority, then they almost have no choice but mm. to try and do that. Mm. Because, of course, yeah. money going to Amazon is also going out of Canada. So, yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's that's a very good point. Elizabeth, What? how do you feel of uh, the the federal yeah. government taking on Amazon now uh, on top of all the other uh, uh, companies that they've uh, they've kind of had in their crosshairs. Yeah, it's. I would say it's needed. I think it's going to be an uphill battle. I think, you know, personally, I really grapple ethically with um, not just Amazon, but using, do I use big, big businesses that are more convenient? And let's face it, accessibility wise, right? Like these are platforms that because they're big and have money to invest can be very accessible. Or do you use something that's smaller? Um, but I, I think it's needed. And I think, you know, part of how we maintain an economy is by uh, entrepreneurial spirit and, and a small business is a part of that. And so when people are saying as small business owners, well, you know, I, I, the return policies aren't clear to me, or I can't get help. I can't access customer service. Um, that's a, that's a real problem we need to address in terms of how Amazon is or isn't supporting those small business owners. Mm. Well, and, and the, I think the real draw, especially for an Amazon or one of these other huge retailers, especially in the e-commerce space, it's they have been able to offer free or very affordable mm -hmm. shipping, and then it's yep. the delivery speed, yep. whereas you, you can't compare that against, say, a small business because it's it, they don't have that reach. They don't have the logistical infrastructure to be able to offer that competitive price. You can, you can probably match or get close to it on the product itself, but it's that actual transportation, delivery, all those uh, kind of auxiliary parts of the sale that really is unmatched when you compare oh. Amazon to anyone else. Yeah, it's true, absolutely. and and then you get suckered in, right? Yep. I, I, this yep. happened to me the other day. I, I I went to purchase something that I would have either had to travel all the way across city for and incur, you know, spend time either time on transit or some kind of cab fare or Uber fare mm. or something to pick up. It, it is an Indian spice blend. Mm. They're hard to come by in my neighborhood. They exist elsewhere <laughs> in the city. <laughs> Couldn't find it. However, for 10 bucks on Amazon, I could have it delivered to my door the very next day. And of course, when you're only doing a $10 thing, you're like, oh, well, what else do I need to get while I do this? So I get mm -hmm. everything done. And then yeah. it becomes this whole, 
<laughs> shame spiral, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. It's you, a you, thing. Get, you get suckered in. You do. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and so uh, I will we'll end the conversation on this uh, quickly. Elizabeth, I'll start with you. How do you feel about the state of competition in, in Canada, especially in the business space? Yeah, I, I think we, we certainly have a, a dominant, you know, market, whether it be Amazon or, you know, whether that be, um, you know, purchasing things on, you know, like Apple or using Google. Um, you know, I think those those dominant mar markets certainly exist. And I think, like I said, it's going to be really tricky to to move away from that. And I think, you know, on a personal level, like Michelle said, it, it is convenience and it, it is accessibility. Um, right. And, and unfortunately, even sometimes with a smaller business, if I wanted to purchase something on their website, the reality is perhaps they don't have the, the funds or the know-how to make their site accessible. So then I'm left going, okay, do I struggle through this and again, spend the time or go to that, you know, big giant, which I know at the very least is, is, is mostly accessible. Um, so I think there's a lot of sort of things to unpack and, and uncoil here around just like, what are the logistics of, of moving this forward? Absolutely. And uh, Michelle, I'll give you last word on this. This was your topic. Last word goes to you. <laughs> on, on competition in Canada generally? You mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's not great. I mean, that, that Competition Bureau report really lays that out. And if you think on, on aspects of your own life, what's competition like in Canadian telecom? Not great. Two or three players. Canadian banking, five or six players. Groceries, same. Three or four big players. Uh, this is kind of the the norm for in a lot of Canadian industries. The alarms have been sounded. You mentioned off the top that Christy Freeland has introduced motions to try and and. and address that situation by giving the Competition Bureau more power. That's a whole other issue is what the Competition Bureau can and cannot do and understanding that role. Um, but I think I think it's become pretty clear now that competition in Canada is an area that could use some diversification. Absolutely. So that's all the time we have for the news panel today. I want to thank Michelle McQuig and Elizabeth Moeller for pinch hitting today. No Michelle thank is, you for having me. Michelle is the news editor with the Canadian Press. Michelle, have yourself a wonderful weekend. Same to you, everybody. Take care. Okay. Yeah, and Elizabeth, you. you can't go anywhere because we will be checking in with you a bit later in the show. But uh, stick around. We'll, we'll uh, have, right. uh, check in with the weather. Okay. And so coming up after the break, I got a regional news update for you. And Brock Richardson is here to recap all the action from last night's Thursday night football game. You're watching now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.